Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volume 5 of Freerun Beyond Journey's End. I will just kick this off by saying that I'm so happy that the makers of this manga are really taking their time with the exam here. Uh, mm. like, I feel like the first four volumes, it, didn't, it wasn't always super fast paced necessarily in terms of right. how fast time went. First volume definitely did, but uh, even though the others weren't as, uh, or didn't progress time as, as quickly, they rarely lingered on one event, I guess. Like, th there was the part with uh, Aura, like, that was kind of one exception. But besides that, mm -hmm. it's really kind of just moved on from, from plot point to plot point. But this volume really took its time with the first part of, the, of this exam. And, uh, like, I don't know, if, if the coming bits of the exam is going to be anything like this, then we may have two more volumes of just exams, which right. I'm pretty excited about. I mean, we, we don't know for sure. They, they may just cover yeah, the last two true. exams in the next volume. But uh, mm -hmm. still, I, 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 love that, I love this book because of how it really just took its time with this. Absolutely. It was different than how the other volumes have kind of gone at a slightly quicker pace. And, well, you know, each chapter was basically a, a new part of their journey. Mm. But like you said, they... This this one it was entirely the for well not entirely but almost all yeah. the the first exam and it was nice kind of change of pace because not only did it bring more detail into the Fudin's adventure but it brought in a lot more characters into the fray not yeah. necessarily characters that would probably be uh, with us the entire story or anything like that mm -hmm. but there but there were a lot of yeah, um, characters introduced and given interesting backstories and. Um, just, just really, kind of broadening the the cast uh, than ever before. Absolutely, yeah, I really like that, and I don't think they could have really given us this many characters in in like it, but the way the story was told prior to this volume. So it's something I really enjoyed. Also, I guess speaking about all the different characters that were introduced here and given some depth here, I'm just really happy or, or I guess impressed uh, by the character design. Uh, that I guess it's uh, Tsukasa Abe who does the art for the uh, manga here that comes up with. Mm. I, I love all of these new, unique character designs for all these characters. I, I think it's really awesome, personally. Yeah. One of the highlights for me, obviously, among among many. Actually, I'll say, one other thing I'll say before we get into the character discussions is that I think with this volume, my overall score for Freerun as a whole has risen from a from an 8 to a 9. Mm. Nice. So yeah, I'm just really enjoying the series, a lot. I think I'm right there with you at, at a nine. Um, nice. It's becoming a, a very special story. Really. Um, mm. Although I probably I probably was at a nine in the previous volume because <laughs> that that's that's probably still my favorite volume. That's fair. Because I just love the chemistry that the the main party has with each other. Right. Uh, however, yeah. this is a very very good volume and really takes the story into even the overall story, into mm. interesting directions, I feel like. Absolutely, yeah. So, well, let's get into it. Starting with Freerin, we've known since before that she she doesn't really like to take charge or like to be in charge uh, a whole lot. Like, she, she kind of prefers to leave the leading and those sorts of things up to the other party members. But mm -hmm. um, it's nice to know that when she really needs to, she is still capable of being in charge, <laughs> as she was kind of forced to be with Kane and Lavina here. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun to see that side of her in, in this book. Yeah, going into this volume, I was like, oh man, 
this could be really rough for her. And it was <laughs> in, in a way, you know, dealing with the two fighting children, basically. Yeah. Uh, but she made it she made it work. She recognized the strengths of her two uh, teammates mm-hmm. and saw in what ways they, you know, they can improve or they can um, win, basically, and, and made it so it, it could happen. And yeah, I just in general, I thought she just kind of went about business as usual but while also taking taking the lead right yeah yeah it was really good to see that side of her um i think the biggest i'm just gonna jump into what i what i feel like is the the biggest thing from this volume is Mm -hmm. the revelation that there is kind of another elf in the world right yeah yeah that has connection with with frieden in a way so flam flame's master is that elf I, I guess it's I, if I was speaking Japanese, I'd say serie, serie. I mean, that, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not gonna bother with the R sound because, like, if I would do my best German for this, obviously it's probably not uh, super good. But serie, I would say. But if you, I mean, I, you could you could also just do like an English R serie. Okay, uh, serie. To make it okay. simpler, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, so that's basically her her grandmaster, you know, like right, okay, yeah, kind of a thing. <laughs> but it's interesting that Flame, during a certain moment, says that Friedrich's the kind of person to bring in an era of peace. Like her magic is is a magic that is meant for peace. Yeah, and it's basically because of her pursuit of magic is not for really gain. In a way, it, it, it's more for so the joy of it rather than to become stronger or anything like that. Exactly, you know? yeah. Is that, is yeah, that it, it's like about the journey and not the destination kind of for her, I think. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But yeah, I, think, I think that's beautiful. And it really, it really kind of shows to like who she is. And I mean, who, who we have come to know through the manga, really like having this kind of lax attitude toward a lot of things and just not really caring about fame and glory just just enjoying the moment i think that's beautiful well i agree with that i i think it's even more so or or i i think what they're trying to say and and correct me if you or feel free to disagree with me i feel like they're trying to say that the pursuit of magic in a, in a world without the demon king should be for the enjoyment and and for the sake of bettering man, mankind i guess Versus just being incredibly ambitious and and trying to win a war or prepare for battle or or something like that, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I guess something. Oh, this is a different thing. But another thing about her magic and how she uses her magic is, I th- I think this book kind of gave us a perspective uh, on on Freedom and Fern as well. How they in in combat they only use basic magic for offensive and defensive spells. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously I feel like that probably originates from Freerun and, you know, then pass those teachings onto Fern and how they really don't need any, like, fancy magic to get by. They, they, can, they can do just fine as long as they just kind of focus on the ordinary offensive and defensive spells. Um, so it's, it's cool to see, I guess, like, that's kind of their gimmick is just being ordinary in a, in a way and I, th- I think that's fun um since all of the other mages have these kind of gimmicky 
spells that are kind of their signature moves and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but but uh, Fear and Inferno are just really really good at ordinary magic, and that's so. I think that's very cool. Yeah. To be honest, I kind of felt that was the the route she had always been teaching uh, Fern, and I kind of felt like that was something we had known uh previously but i guess i didn't i didn't understand that and and then what this volume really does well is show that there are a lot of other mages who expert who are experts in in different kinds of magic and manipulation mm-hmm. and there's the obviously popular techniques of the of the time yeah but really for well fern and fiden's way of doing magic it is basically old school right um <laughs> and just not not popular anymore for whatever reason but i guess what Frieden is proving is that <laughs> her way the the tried and true way is the uh <laughs> way to go i guess i don't know right they teach their own i suppose and, I, and i'm yeah. sure Frieden is all for different kinds of magic yeah um, but you know she she basically goes i guess in terms of combat she just sticks with the the basic ones yeah yeah, and I mean, evidently, at least so far, it's all you really need. As long as... Yeah. Like, and I, I assume that she and Fern can get by with only using that because they have really practiced that. Probably more than most other mages, I assume, since other yeah, mages have put point. their focus onto specific kind of fancier magic, mm-hmm. whereas Freer and Fern have, haven't really experimented too much with other things. I mean, sure, they know a bunch of other spells, I'm sure, but, um, but they've really also trained the ordinary magic, the regular magic. Uh, more than other mages have, so yeah. I think it's thanks to that it becomes more useful, powerful. You know, I I wonder, I wonder why the, I I guess it's hard to say, but I wonder why the you know, magic users of of this current time have just kind of drifted away from what seems to be a, a better way, just you know focusing on practicing <laughs> basic spells, and they kind they kind of described it they being a the author kind of described it in a way where the the defense spells turned out to be uh, not as efficient when when against you know something of greater mass mm. or something like that and so they just went with changing their controlling matter in a way so but i don't know like as we see with fern like she was able to and obviously feed and were able to use a, a ton of uh basic magic spells the offensive magic um pretty big mass as far as i could tell so i, I don't know maybe it just does come down to, either it comes down to how big the person's innate mana is or maybe it is just a thing of practice get good <laughs> <laughs> right true yeah yeah i mean we know free mana is like unparalleled supposedly yeah like, Nobody yeah. has as much mana as her, as as far as the characters we've seen. I guess Syria may mm-hmm. match her potentially. I guess we don't know, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Fern, surely she has good mana, but I don't know how it would compare to other mages, like other yeah. humans. Hmm. I guess maybe it was also Fern's talent was also her control, right? Was that the was that her thing? I um, well, at least uh, one of her kind of things definitely is that she is able to kind of conceal her mana really well. Oh, conceal. That's what it was. Or to hide okay. it. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, evidently she is a very skilled mage. So, so I think it's safe to say she has a good amount of mana. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
we kind of went away from Serie A, but just real quick, I just wonder if Rian is more powerful than Serie A. Like, yeah, she was able to break her boundary, the the board or the the spell that she put over the exam. True. Um, that's pretty. <laughs> that's that's pretty incredible. And one of the examiners, uh, I forget his name. Uh, we'll Ganel. Talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ganel. However you pronounce that. Yeah. He mentioned that there's no one more powerful than Sedier or something like that, which is almost yeah. like kind of foreshadowing the fact that Frieden might actually be more powerful than her. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Which which is which is crazy because as far as we know, Sedier would be much older than Frieden. Yeah, supposedly. Mm. So yeah, it could be that. Or I, I'm just curious to see who is actually powerful, and that really gets me excited for future volumes. Absolutely, yeah. I can't wait for them to meet, like, or for for us to see them meet, like, in real time here. Yeah, I I just can't get over how much meat Frieden orders <laughs> at that restaurant. That's, like, that's a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, and she eats it all. She does. <laughs> how? Uh, yeah, cause she yeah she's definitely not that big herself like no. <laughs> how does she fit it all <laughs> i i don't know it's almost like it it's a, got, get to the point where it can't be that good on the on the fifth steak like right like it, <laughs> you know it's got to start yeah. to be punishment anyway i mean i don't know maybe maybe elf physiology is different somehow yeah maybe <laughs> although in the past i don't remember her really eating a whole lot True, yes. Yeah, it's, it's usually been Fern who's been eating a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe, um, or no, or no, I'll say, I'll say it. Maybe <laughs> you remember the gag back in volume one when she realized that Fern's boobs were getting bigger than hers? Yeah. What if she's like, oh, may, what if that's the trick? <laughs> what if I just need to eat more to get bigger boobs? Meat. <laughs> uh, guess we'll see. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I really love the flashback when she thinks about him and, and he asked or she asked him, you know, why do you do it? Yeah. It basically says change someone's life even a little. Um, mm. And that's how, that's how you'll be remembered. Um, and like that, I mean, it, honestly, you could take it both ways or a negative context and a positive context. Negatively, you know, if you're, really rude to a person and or you leave something striking that person's life they'll probably remember you not for the best but if you <laughs> if you try to do something good to a person and you know even just make their day just a slight slightly brighter that they'll, they'll remember you um it depends on how big the the action is of course and for how long they'll remember you but um it's a it's a it's a nice little phrase and i and i, and I like that absolutely it also gave us that really really precious smile by, from Frieden in that last chapter. Yeah. Like, I just, that panel is just so, it's just very good. <laughs> very, very nice smile when she's thinking about Himmel. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just enjoying the, the company of her friends, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a great scene. I, I can never get over just how much I love just the, the, how well this manga captures just that feeling of reminiscing on the past. Like it does it so well, and it always affects me like pretty emotionally. Like it's so good, so good. It's so good, yeah. <laughs> last thing I have on uh, Frieden is that uh, I I just 
I still love the gag of her getting stuck. It just <laughs> like they they even like threw it in there in this in this volume. Yeah, in the bushes. <laughs> that will forever be my favorite gag. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's up there <laughs> for sure. Ah, very well then. Um let's move on a bit to Fern then. What do you got? There was no way she killed that woman. And I was shocked, right. and I refused to believe it when she said, I killed her. It's like, no, no, yeah. she's lying. Yeah. There's no way. Right. Yeah, she and, wouldn't. And, she couldn't. Yeah. It, it turns out that, yeah, she was lying. Like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. That would have really changed things. I wasn't really worried. I was pretty sure that she was faking it. I guess I, I didn't yeah. know for sure, but I, I felt pretty safe, all things considered. I mean, I would have been very shocked if she actually had taken her life. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess I was just caught up in the moment of the story. Fair. <laughs> and then when, when that, when she said that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Virbal did, did fall for it. So, I mean, yeah, it was a good lie, evidently. And you believe in even kind of yeah, it's, said yeah, so that, that that was a good lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's fun to see that side, kind of the deceitful side, I guess, of Fern. <laughs> right. I did. I did notice that. Uh, when she was fighting against Ere, I think one of the first things that Ere said during their battle was like something about, along the lines of like, why do you keep your distance so much? Or like something, she she, she made some kind of remark about Fern keeping her distance. Hmm. Or no, it, it, it's a thought monologue. She she thinks she's still keeping her distance from me. It's just like basically the first thing we see Ere thinking in, in that battle. And it got me thinking about the meaning of Fern's name, which means distance oh so she fights at a distance i guess is maybe partially the idea there Hmm. interesting but in that same scene or actually it wasn't the same scene i think it was in the later scene uh, but but because of this battle it's mm. brought up that obviously she still used basic magic and we as we discussed but she mentioned that basic magic is enough against mages of this era yeah um which is interesting like why specifically this era or like, you know, mm. is there a moment like in the future where basic magic w wouldn't be enough? I don't know. But, but either way, it's just interesting that, uh, as I said before, despite all the advancements supposedly that the, the mages have made and the different techniques, mm. it's, it's the basic magic that that is enough, like could handle them. So I don't know. It's, right. I, f I kind of feel bad, but also it's like, that's what you get for trying to be show, show off, I suppose. Right. I I wonder if if maybe at least part of the reason why most mages don't specialize in basic magic, it, at least nowadays, I wonder if part of the reason for that might be just because maybe it's more fun to use more fancy, flashy spells. Like, it's more enjoyable to them. Maybe, yeah. Potentially, if that could be part of it. <laughs> I, I could see that, honestly, because... I do think people are illogical a lot of the time in the way that they may not always do what's the most efficient or what's the best. They may mm. just, like, a lot of people may, may may simply choose the route that is more fun or more entertaining or more, yeah, just that, yeah, just more flashy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah, it's very interesting. I like how when she's at the, the same restaurant where Fiona had all the meat, mm. uh, She's eating her own food. She's like, am I allowed to feel this happy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I take back any sort of shipping I had with Fern and Stark. It's it's Fern and, and sweets or desserts or 
any any kind of any kind of food she likes really like i don't think any but anything can top that that uh, relationship that ship that romance i mean yeah it is a tough one to beat i admit <laughs> however did you see that like between chapters page where she was brushing his hair yeah like you have that a bed head nice. that was super cute yeah uh so i think that ship is still floating a little bit <laughs> <laughs> oh a- absolutely yeah. <laughs> hmm uh, last thing I'll say is she she was very pouty at the end, like the last two chapters. Both, yeah. Both. She's just in a mood. <laughs> it's like, oh, Fern. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I sort of understand since like she just spent like two days doing that exam and that was, you know, probably pretty mentally draining um, and physically draining and emotionally draining. So I can I can sort of buy that. Yeah. I mean, both of our teammates were not probably all that fun or nice, generally. Yeah, who, yeah, who knows? Probably not the most pleasant teammates to be around. I, I, I bet Frieden's teammates, even though they were more troublesome in a sense, I think were nicer to be around compared to Fern's teammates. Okay, yeah. Better company. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, would, I would much rather have a coffee with, with Kane or Lavine than I would with Yubel or Land. So, yeah. But anyway, I think that's all on Fern. Yeah. Then let's talk about Syria next. Her name means Ceres huh. in German. Um, or like oh. it, it could also be seen as like a line, like a line of products or whatever, like, like line or Ceres. Well, I guess Ceres could be used in that way as well, mm-hmm. kind of in English. So yeah, that, that's what her name means. And I wonder if that could be a nod to perhaps her having a bunch of grimoires you know like yeah. the series of grimoires like if that's the idea there perhaps that was the thing that came to my head when you said that <laughs> mm, right <laughs> yeah it's my best idea for that we learn that over 50 years ago but probably less than 100 because if, if it was more than 100 then they would have probably said 100 or more years ago so because they, they, yeah this guy who was it now uh uh richter yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly he yeah yeah, when he was t- telling us about her. Yeah, he mm-hmm. said that over 50 years ago, she sort of made a name for herself by, by founding the Continental Magic Association. And thus, she kind of started reigning over humanity's mages. And I wondered at first why she would just suddenly kind of come out of hiding, quote-unquote, I. I, I know she wasn't hiding before that, but it seemed the way she, or the the way Richter said it, it seemed mm-hmm. like she hadn't really been anyone famous before then, but she suddenly made a name for herself by starting this association, and yeah. and this happened over fifty years ago, but probably less than a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and I think that must have been around the time when, um, or probably shortly after. Uh, the hero, the party of heroes save the world. Yeah, I think it kind of matches up with that. And so I was, well, I, I had two ideas for what may have been her reason for this. And I think my best, my, or in my opinion, at least my best idea for why she would have done this would would be because from what what we learn in that conversation with Flame and and Syria, Syria back a thousand years ago or so. Mm-hmm. It seems like Syria is always looking for a fight, and 
if that's the case, then she probably wouldn't really like this peaceful era that, that the Party of Heroes brought. I don't know if she's bored or just, for whatever reason, isn't comfortable in this new world, kind of. And if, if that's how she feels, then I, I can imagine that she enjoys the chaos that may come from, uh, well, firstly, from people competing to become first-class mages. Because that brings, maybe that brings her some sort of mm, entertainment slash enjoyment as far as like the brutality of it goes. Because this first exam, at least, as we saw, was deadly, like pretty brutal. Um, yeah. But secondly, also, she may enjoy the chaos that may come from someone obtaining a powerful spell from her. Because um, because as, also, also as, we, as we hear about some of the people or some, some of these first class mages that get a spell from her kind of turn kind of bad supposedly mm. so that was one of my ideas as to kind of why she suddenly started doing this it's because she's bored in this peaceful world and she just wants she wants to see the world burn or something along those lines interesting yeah, um, yeah. did you have any thoughts on on why she suddenly did this i think that's a very good idea um mm. and that probably is a the best or better than what i can come up with my thought was what if she kind of i don't know felt a bit of her pride stung because of frida and defeating the demon king oh yeah and so maybe she's trying to fight against the idea that the demon king is dead or anything like that i mean there seems to still be a threat you know as we as we've seen in in a previous previous volume yeah there's still demons around right but maybe she is refusing to to accept the fact that this is not the demon king still in full power but just the remnants and doesn't need um all these epic mages fighting fighting against them you know mm. so maybe there's something with with that in mind because she does mention after Freedom breaks the spell the barrier over over the exam she mentions that this is why i can't retire uh basically things are getting too getting too interesting or so i don't know like i I, it was kind of a confusing statement but anyway that's just kind of my thinking um what i thought of but i i like the idea of her not being able to accept well yeah yeah not be able to live in a peaceful world and just wanting there to be uh violence in some way right yeah i i think that's my my best guess i did have another one though that i'll mention just well because i can is that she um she rewards these first class mages with any spell that they want Mm -hmm. in order to in because well she she, first she created this this uh association and she was mm-hmm. the head of it, and you know she, in some somehow she made herself the head of this organization or this association, um, and and that she awards the first class mages with uh, any spell they want in order to keep them loyal to her in some sense. That to, 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 in order for them to like her, mm. uh, because that kind of would tie in, and like basically for her to want to rule them, like that having mm. that kind of more simple minded desire. Um, mm-hmm. because if that is the case, I think that would tie in with what Denkin said in this book about how powerful magic alone isn't enough really to necessarily make it in the world. Like, 
other qualities are can be even more crucial and i think that could be seen as for example making sure that you're liked by by people uh is one one thing besides magic that can give you influence i guess um so yeah it was just that thought but i, I ultimately i i my my prime um theory is still my first one yeah yeah no, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of good ideas here, to be honest, and mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see where where they go with it. I do think that there's probably something like what you're saying in your first theory, where she maybe doesn't want the world to become peaceful, um, and that's why yeah. she mentions like, you know, I can't go, I can't retire because heaven and earth would would flip or, or whatever, however she says it. Yeah, <laughs> and and may. To me, that seems like the status quo will change or the, you know, instead of people trying to work to defeat an evil or get for a goal, people will just go about their lives peacefully. And maybe she and maybe that's something that she just can't stand. Right. Um, Exactly. So, yeah, maybe maybe she feels like the world needs her to uh, put the fire under the belly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because she she did kind of accuse Frieden of not having enough ambition or something like that. She, ambition seems to be something that she values a lot in people. Right. Which is totally untrue, by the way. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Frieden has a lot of ambition. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but it is, I guess, with what, like, what you said gave me the idea that that could tie, tie into her whole kind of dislike for peace is that peace makes people less ambitious ambitious yeah because i guess in times of war and crisis people are more i guess driven to to get things done because they have to meanwhile you don't have that push necessarily in peaceful times yeah so maybe something like that yeah i think maybe there is a bit like you said the of her enjoying the the violence as well but i think it's i think it's something along those lines right Mm. yeah Glad we had this discussion. Okay. Yeah, on. yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's it for this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, well, I really only have one last thing though on Syria, and it's just I look forward to seeing her. You know, as I said before, and I, I wonder if she is actually gonna seem to be as shady when we see her, quote unquote, in person, mm-hmm. as she has seemed to be here. Like, what role does she have to play in the story? Is she gonna be like right. a main antagonist type of thing, or? Is it is it something entirely different? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, um, it's definitely setting up to be a potential main antagonist type of situation, yeah. um, where she gets in the way, probably you know, on purpose, mm. gets in Frieden's way um, in some aspect. Uh, I, but I do wonder to what end. Uh, to the overall story, will will that be? I guess it's just more so that Frieden's not looking for a fight, but maybe she would be. Um, mm, yeah. But that's but that's only based on what we've had in this volume. For all we know, it could be a, a simple confrontation where they're just talking with each other, right? Um, talking about each other's life's experiences, and whatnot. Mm, yeah. Is that all on Syria? Yep, that's it. All right, then let's move on to Denken next. His name means think in German. Makes sense. 
I guess hmm. there isn't isn't much to to theorize on there. <laughs> yeah. But he believes that magic is nothing to be proud of. Um, that there are other co- other qualities, and as I met, yeah, it kind of ties into what I mentioned before, and that there are other other qualities that people can have that I get that, that can be more useful than magic, and I I thought that was an interesting or a nice kind of point that he made, and, and especially since it came from someone who at least before that had been kind of painted as a character who was not like that quite, like someone someone more, I guess, stuck up and. Like we we knew that he was an imperial mage and that he he seemed to be a bit of a meanie, but he really wasn't. Like he he even thought like the the privilege that that Syria gives to the first class mages was was ridiculous. Uh, so like he turned out to be a really swell guy. I think. Yeah. No. I I agree. <laughs> One of my people. I I I I feel like that's what. Frieden felt like when he said the, the pursuit of magic is the greatest joy. He's like, one of yes. my people. <laughs> exactly. Um, his whole reason for wanting to become a first-class mage has nothing to do with fame or money or even that the privilege um, from Sedia. It's mm. more so that he, or, or it, the only reason is that he wants to visit the cemetery in his hometown, which is such yeah. a wholesome <laughs> reason, you know? Totally, uh, yeah. It kind of makes oh. you root for him in a way. Really, yeah, it really, it really did. And because we know, I mean, he's old. Like he doesn't, he may not have a whole lot of time left, you know. And uh, wanting to, you know, yeah, visit the graves of of his family and and other like friends or whatever. Like, yeah, it's such a wholesome desire. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it that a whole region of the world is. Uh, restricted because of you know some association saying that yeah i mean it, it is dangerous to be fair like it is it does have a lot of demons and stuff crawling around supposedly yeah but I, it's I like think that's the reason well that, that that supposedly is the reason what i'm saying is like it's just kind of sad for the people who want to who, who live out there or want to yeah. you know visit family or anything like that mm. i don't know i just think that maybe that's a little too controlling um yeah i don't know i mean maybe i'm overthinking it but it was just kind of no right no but it is really sad that definitely is there's like either you gotta be a first class mage yourself or you gotta like pay a bunch of money to have a first class mage escort you so it is yeah it makes things very difficult which arguably denkin probably could afford but i guess true wants to do it do it himself i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i wonder but yeah, like he, I, I like how he, like despite everything that like we heard about him, bef- like before we really got to understand him, despite all of that, like he seemed to be this pretty cruel person, um, or cold person at the very least. Um, he doesn't think it's worth killing people over a like becoming a first class mage, uh, or something that I like one of the early signs that I really uh, respected him for. Uh huh. Like and, and, and then we still understand that he is definitely quite desperate to get this certification because he really does want to go to his hometown to, to visit that cemetery. He's not desperate enough to kill people, but he is desperate enough to enter a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, not desperate enough to kill people, not desperate enough to pay someone to escort him <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, but he is desperate enough to, yeah, to school knock some someone. People, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
which is fair. Like I, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he he was nice. Uh, for for the amount of focus he got in this volume, I thought. I like how he treats Laughlin like a granddaughter after yeah. it's all done. I, I, that was just funny to me. <laughs> that was really sweet. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be so hard to see all these people turn on each other supposedly in the next exam, mm, mm-hmm. or at least not necessarily turn on each other, but at least be uh, well opposing each other. Well, I guess that's kind of the same thing, but well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Like as far as mm. we understand, the next exam, the examiner doesn't pass anybody. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Oof. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be rough. Be rough. <laughs> Uh, was there anything else on Denken? No. All right, then let's move on to Virbel, or Virbel, we can say. His name means whirl or swirl in German, which I guess his, his like, restraining magic kind of looks like a, like a whirl. Yeah. Ish. Like, I guess that's mm-hmm. probably why, maybe. <laughs> um, and we learned that he's the captain of the Northern Magic Corps, and has a lot of fighting experience and really like war experience uh, in some pretty nasty circumstances where he's been had, had to fight against armies consisting of children and like some really dark stuff like that. Yikes. And, like I, I do enjoy kind of that, like when, when this series really like brings up those really, really nasty, dark mm. kind of things, it is, it is good because it really... I, I I don't know. It, it it's it's nice for the world building, but and and it also really makes you just understand how how cruel this world is. Yeah. Uh, in 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 certain places. Well, just real quick, since you mentioned the cruelness of the world, mm. one thing I I didn't mention earlier is when they're Denken is walking away from the the frozen lake. He con- you know he mentions that there's some people who are looking for other sources of water, but they they just don't notice the monsters flying around and then you see a tree with dead bodies hanging on it and it, mm-hmm. and there's one that's like stabbed through 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 the chest it's like oh my gosh yeah um so yeah that that's yeah. just another sign of how deceptively morbid and dark this world can be like i'm not saying it's like sunshine and rainbows like from from the look of the cover but it's it gives you a very chill laid back vibe but right. then things like this happen, you know, and, and, yeah. and then you then you realize, oh wow, this this world is much more brutal um, than you probably would have thought of at first. Definitely, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's it's so well made. Yeah. Yeah, back on Virbil, I guess uh, we get a brief little backstory to him when he was a kid, and he um, we we learned that he became a mage in order to impress a girl that he liked back then but that he <laughs> haven't seen since apparently mm-hmm. but um what i thought was interesting about that not not really anything out of the backstory itself but just mm. the fact that he said that this happened he says this happened exactly 29 years ago coincidentally we are now in the story 29 years after the death of him the hero mm. it's probably just a coincidence but I, I I don't know. Just the way that it was pointed out that it he literally said it happened exactly twenty nine years ago made me wonder like if there could be some sort of correlation there. Although I have no idea what that might be if there is one. But yeah, <laughs> I I just, I just wanted to point that out too, since it was so specific. 
Yeah, you're right. I didn't think of, even think about that. I just thought, <laughs> oh, he's like 33 or 34 years old. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But he, yeah, it happened. Like he, yeah, the same year Himmel died, yeah, he interesting. decided to become a mage. It seems like it's not related, but I don't know. <laughs> just wanted to point that out, I guess. Unless the, I don't know, like, is the child Himmel's granddaughter for whatever reason? And, and mm. the, they left to see the, the Himmel die and never Ooh, came well, yeah, back? Yeah, we'll go, go to his funeral or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh, that's such a stretch. Like I mean, yeah, sure, but it's. <laughs> I didn't even have a stretch, so that the, a stretch is better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like that for what it is. <laughs> uh, when I can't pronounce names. When Ubel, uh, yeah, Ubel, Ubel was uh, fighting him and you know, cutting his face. It just says, your tax are only making me look cooler. He didn't say that, but basically that's what it, <laughs> that's what it was. Like, you know, he got these cool scars on his face. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Although they're, they're completely gone at the end. Oh, like, were they? Oh, I didn't. I'm pretty sure they were. They, they probably were. I mean, I, I didn't think about it. <laughs> like he used, he used healing magic. Or I didn't see using healing magic, but I assume he must have used healing magic. Yeah, like the scar exactly. on, his, right. on his nose is totally, completely gone. Mm, mm yeah right healing magic makes sense mm. but yeah is that all on virbil yeah it's all i got on virbil all right then let's move on to Ubel then so i was thinking well we, we learned about this ability that she has to copy the spells of others that she can empathize with yeah and i was thinking that because of her having that specific ability or, or that, that that specific spell i wondered if well, because of that, she has tried to train her ability to empathize with others and to understand people. Like, if, I think it would make sense to assume that she has, I guess, trained that ability of hers or that side of her to understand people right. because she wants to, I guess, have a better chance at empathizing with others. And I think if that's the case, then I think that could explain why she was able to, to, to see through Fern's lie when Virbal could not. Um, like, oh. that's why... Like, just a small thing, but I think that could explain why she could see through the lie there. Just because she has trained herself to understand people, supposedly. I think it's just a, a fascinating ability. Um, Absolutely. Mm. Especially for someone who's so kind of bloodthirsty in a way, who really enjoys <laughs> killing or yeah. even, even torturing people. She gets this really kind of OP power by empathizing with people. Before she, I guess, potentially kills them. I don't know. It's so, yeah, it's just kind of a messed up thing. Um, but I also feel like after this volume, yeah, I mean, I'm still wary and scared of her, but I'm not as much, I'm, it's not as ominous as it was in the, in volume four. Yeah. Where, yeah, she just kind of, she did give like a very like chaotic and, just like almost like an evil, evil yeah, yeah right <laughs> but yeah. this one i mean there's still i get a bit of bit of chaos there but i think there's kind of method to the madness mm-hmm. um and it, and it doesn't feel like she's innately evil per se just just a little messed up in the head i guess yeah i agree because like yeah i i also don't see her as being as evil as she seemed before because really if if we look at what we know about her sure she kills and she may not take it super seriously like all the all the time however the instances where we know that she has killed it's been 
people who have kind of, well, started a fight. At least in the previous volume, there were like a group of mm. people that she probably would have killed, but Crafts uh, kind of convinced her not to, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But that, that's because they were actually being douchebags before. Like, they, they were, like, the... I guess they, they started it uh, or whatever. Like, obviously, they probably didn't deserve death. But still, she doesn't seem to kill people unprovoked. So I guess that's something. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the ability of hers to, co- to copy other spells, it reminded me of um, Linia's ability. Like, the, the demon girl who worked under Aura. Oh, yeah. Uh, who was able to copy, like, moves and stuff. Um, like, she was able to fight, like, Aizen. Right, right. That was, like, it, it's different, but it's, it's still the, the fact that she's able to copy something, supposedly, uh, nearly perfectly, um, is similar to that, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, she's taking quite a liking to Land. Uh, it seems that, like that, yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? But, um, you know, it yeah. de- definitely... Uh, she, she must really want his spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the driving thing. But I also felt like in that chapter, like the way everything was angled, it kind of felt like maybe there's some ship being built there, potentially. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I guess. I don't, yeah. At least. I guess so. I don't, potentially. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, it's just because she wants to understand him. She wants to empathize with him. And how right. that could easily lead to You're right. feelings Definitely. growing mm-hmm. out of that, potentially. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to ship it yet because I, I just don't see them like really gelling together right now. However, it is kind of sweet that despite the fact that Lan kind of wants to be by himself, she's mm. there with him, you know, having some <laughs> coffee while he's eating a meal and um it kind of has that whole the loner guy who gets a really uh <laughs> i i guess um outgoing girlfriend you know that's right, kind of an yeah. anime trope you know <laughs> totally <laughs> uh, so it kind of ha- i guess it kind of has that vibe so yeah you know I- i'm open yeah. to the idea especially if it if it <laughs> means that evil won't be you know killing a lot of people or anything like that yeah yeah well what do you call that like the, there's a dere type like something dere that's like the oh. like the killing dere like, like that might that sounds right it's like yeah. it's like mirai nikki i guess yeah th- that's that's yandere right <laughs> that one yandere is a little different in that she would have to be obsessed with the guy to the point where if anybody got close she would kill and and yeah you're right Mm -hmm. we're not there yet here (laughs) not not there yet (laughs) yeah but there is something scary about her potentially having clones in a way like if she got that yeah (laughs) like true i I feel like that would be a, a very useful ability for her um but i wonder is she collecting spells in a similar in a similar case as, you know, feeding collects spells, you know, just for the, the joy of it? Or is she doing it more so in, in let's take Sede's case, you know, where the, just doing it to become more, more powerful or stronger? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hope next book gives us some insight into her I agree. I guess, motivations I agree. and stuff. That would, be, mm-hmm. that would be nice. Since she was established technically already in the previous book, 
just briefly, but but still, she's been here for two books now, but we still don't really know much about, I guess, her past or. I agree. Really or who her thoughts she is. Or anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. We're getting a little bit, but not not a whole lot yet. Mm-hmm. So it would be fun to get more insight to her next volume. I feel like after this volume, out of all the the characters that uh, were really, I guess, introduced is not the right word since she was in previous volume, but were mm-hmm. brought up. I feel yeah. like she's the one that's going to have the longest stay potentially within the mm-hmm. story, and not because people are going to people are going to die, but I just feel that. I could I could even see her kind of joining their party even maybe for Ooh. for a time. Maybe not like <laughs> not a permanent party member, but maybe going along with I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I that know. could be fun. I I'd be down for that for sure. Especially if her motivation does turn out to be something similar to Freden, I think there'd be kind of a kindred spirit type of a situation. Yeah, like at the very least she could be a reoccurring character kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very well, let's move on to Lavine next. Her name means avalanche in German. Ah, I guess appropriate. Hint, hinting to her ice magic. And uh, yeah, childhood friend of Kane's, even though, well, yeah, even though they do fight a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, <fight>. they, <laughs> but they have great teamwork, like top notch. Um, well, when, when it counts, at least, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, comes from the fact that they graduated from the same magic academy. They just, their magic really complements each other. Right. I mean, just, I guess, it's just funny that she's always beating up on Connie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I had wrote, wrote down in a certain way in my notes, and I, uh, she's always on top. Uh, <laughs> but it's she true. She, it's true. But I will never forgive her for pulling on <laughs> Kane's twin tails. I will never forgive her. Pulling twin tails is not okay. It's like, under any circumstances. Twin tails are holy. It's like she's riding a bike or something like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, no, that is disrespectful. Lavina, she she comes from a rich family and isn't super comfortable with that, or at least with the way her family members treat her and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seems to be a bit of a trope, I guess. I guess, you know, across other uh, stories. But, but yeah, it gives her a bit of, a, a little bit of depth here, at least. Mm-hmm. But I don't have anything else on Lavina. No, neither do I. Then moving on to Kane. Her name means pot, or like, like a can. Like a watering can, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, so you know, water. If if we if we're if we're making this can into a watering can, then then yeah, I guess that would make sense. Well, if you think about it, she can't like produce water, so she's not water itself. She just manipulates water or uses water. So like a like yeah. a can holds water, kind of. So a thing. she is just a can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah yeah I like that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah. Oh my gosh, when 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 she got water, that was man, so awesome. She can be very powerful. <laughs> that was yeah, I that love was, it. Like godlike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, don't pick a fight with her on a rainy day. Definitely not. Yeah, not not, not even Freerun would have wanted to do that. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> she she knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anything else on her? I mean, her and, and Lavinia have a just interesting relationship. You know, just they hate each other, but they also care. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're really like sisters. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Oh, she calls herself a coward. Sorry. I oh, that, that true. She does. Yeah, she does. Without really any shame to it, she just admitted admits that kind of. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is. That is. I mean. That. That. That's cool. Honestly. That's. Part of, that's, that's part of her personality. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. But then let's talk about Ehre next, or Ehre. I think I would say if I would do my best German. Ehre. Um, her name means honor. Oh. And. Uh, um, okay. She. She. She does seem. To be at least quite modest. I don't know if that ties ties into her naming be, meaning honor, because she, well, she claims that Virbil is the strongest in her party. I think, um, but Fern thought that Ira was the most powerful. Well, she she says the strongest one among us all is how Fern puts it. Yeah. And I wonder, does that mean like when she says us all, does that refer to? all of the six mages present at the scene at the time? Or does that refer to everyone in the exam? It can't. I would be shocked if Fern thinks it is more powerful than freaking than free, free like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> right. I wonder. And yeah, and like what, what caused her to say that? Like what hints did she have to think so? Yeah, I'm not sure. I wonder. So that that has me very intrigued about Ere. Like, yeah, just how strong or is she really? Like, she she, she seemed like it seems like her fighting style is pretty. Like, she 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 tries to fight, kind of uh, fine. Like or like not not coming off as a barbarian or like if right. that makes sense. Like she she doesn't want to seem like she's fighting ugly or or too aggressively. Um, yeah. And maybe that's where the the honor name comes from. In in that, oh yeah, you know, right. maybe it's a among among mages. There's a way of doing things, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because she, she even says, "Have some dignity," you know, resorting to brute strength. Like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like that's someone who has a lot of who, who takes pride in honor would say something like that, or you know, the the mm. the, the sport of the game. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I th- which I think is was silly. It's like, it, if I have the the ability to overpower you, I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> especially in this kind of context, it's like telling someone to stop being good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> hmm. But I had I had written that down, but I didn't realize that her name meant honor. So maybe right, that's right. something to it. But I, you know. Yeah. I'm not no, I think, sure exactly what they're, if they were going for anything, what it, what it could have been. I think it makes sense, though, to think of it that way. As she calls Fern's fighting style, uh, like, fighting her grandpa. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. And, yeah, like, it's, it's one of those examples that really shows, I guess, what the, the I guess, mage world is like, mm-hmm. uh, like, outside of just Fern and Freerun. So, yeah, it's funny. I liked it when uh, Verbell uh, carried her on his back like basically basically she made him do that yeah <laughs> uh, that was kind of kind of funny it is funny how freeran and fern have never carried stark that way they've always carried him in the i guess undignified way 
<laughs> or kind of disrespectful way. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> or at least that, that's what I thought of when, when she pointed that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I find it interesting that Verbel saved her when she was younger. Yeah. And I feel like maybe she look, she definitely looks up to him. So I wonder if there's, you know, something more to be had there. I'm not saying like shipping stuff, but maybe like we get some more character uh, involvement between those two. Yeah, I, I think that would be nice to get some more depth on both. Because I am definitely like those two are, are definitely two of the ones that I'm interested in. But let's move on to Genau, one of the instructors, or, well, the guy who actually planned this specific exam that we saw in this book. Mm -hmm. His name means exactly or precisely, like, as you can use it as a response to something, like, in agreement with something. Ah. Um, at least that's my understanding of that word. But yeah, he, he designed this exam, and he doesn't really seem all that bothered by people dying in the exam that he designed nope. which i don't like at all like no I, I don't know if i would classify him as like villainous no but but the fact i, I don't know I, I don't like him i i guess the entire exam itself is kind of to blame i suppose for even allowing um deadly exams like this to to happen yeah and he he's surely not like the head of the whole exam thing right but but yeah, he he yeah, he's a bit worrisome, I think. For me, it's the whole magic users view themselves as superior. And so yeah. if someone dies, just mean they weren't good enough or you know, they're not worthy. That's that kind of mindset that I don't definitely don't like. Then let's move on to sensei next. And that's not sensei. <laughs> no, there be there be there be an I. At the end of the book was. <laughs> yeah. Um, although she is a teacher in a way, mm. I suppose-ish. Uh, but anyway, um, sh her name means Scythe. Scythe? Yeah. What? So that, that has me intrigued. I mean, we know, as you pointed out earlier, that none of her exams that she's designed before has had anyone... Well, no one's been able to pass any of them. So I guess a Scythe, I don't know if that represents, like, can, like, just... Yeah, I guess stand for that harshness, the brutality of that in a way, maybe. Regardless, though, she seems to be more of a pacifist compared to Genau, or at the very least, it doesn't seem like her exam is going to be deadly. At least that's the vibe I got, because she did criticize him for that, so I assume she won't design a deadly exam. Mm -hmm. Although, eh, who knows, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I had on her, I think. I agree. Yeah. Then let's talk a bit about our boy Stark. Yeah. <laughs> this this bad boy drank juice in the middle of the night. Oh, he st <laughs> stayed up late and drank juice. <laughs> Better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so strange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. And like, he knew he knew that Fern was gonna get angry about that. <laughs> I just don't understand why. Like staying up late, oh. sure, but the juice. Why? Why the juice? I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> oh, so funny. 
Speaking of funny, I love the random person who started talking to him while he was just doing his meditation or whatever. Yeah. I taught you everything I know. I can teach you no longer. And just walks away. Like, who was that? Yeah. I don't know. Some weirdo. <laughs> I love that. It's so yeah. It's so funny. I love, I love all the strange interactions he has with so many people. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Just how serious that old man was about it, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have nothing left to teach you. I'm just walking away all serious. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sadly, we didn't get a whole lot of Stark in this book. But I kind of did like how he appeared in, like, the title pages of a few of the yeah, chapters. Yeah. Like, we did kind of get a little bit of a chron- chronology, sort of, for what he was up to. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it wasn't much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I guess that's all on him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then moving on to Laufen. Her name means walk, or I think it can often imply fast-paced walking, specifically not running quite, but but like fast walking. <laughs> um, and you know, well, yeah, with her her specific spell, yeah, she's 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 a quick one. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I did actually initially think that it meant straight up running, but I did I, I, I double checked it with some, some of my German friends and they they clarified to me that it doesn't quite mean to run. Uh, mm. it's it's more walk, but and, and sometimes it can just mean normal walking, but it can also refer to faster walking kind of. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, she she becomes almost like Denkin's granddaughter. And I, I just absolutely love that. And I, I can't wait to see, or I, I, I want to see more of that dynamic, honestly, <laughs> with those two. Uh, but anything else on her? No. Then I'm moving on to Richter. Or Richter. His name means judge. Mm. Um, I think the noun judge, specifically. Yeah, I can see the judge kind of this, But I think... After the exams, you do see a, him in a different, a little bit of a different light, where he's helping, like he's running a shop. He kind of yeah. is nice to this old lady and everything. So it seems like that he just took it very seriously when he was in the exam, but when he's outside, mm. like you know, he takes, you know, maybe he's not as willing to kill someone. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. May- maybe like. Kind of like uh, Virbil, how they pointed out that he seemed totally different outside of the exam. Right, exactly. In it, so maybe maybe Richter and Virbil are alike in that way. Yeah, we hear from him the kind of the the popular techniques of the time, which right now it's to manipulate matter, and basically he uses mass over you know quantity over quality well maybe i don't know if quality is really the right thing but you know you just overwhelm the the enemy user with your magic and that will break their defensive spells yeah i think he like specifically with physical object objects that are manipulated through magic not, yeah. not magic itself yeah uh, but yeah yeah that that is yeah that, that, that was another interesting lore thing that we got here in this book but yeah, I, I think I'm still a little bit wary of him, though, just because of how willing he seemed to kill both Kane and Lavine there. Yeah, that was not... He yeah. was kind of scary. Yeah. I, I'm kind of... Uh, I'm not wary of him anymore, but... Mm, right. I, I'm... I guess, like, when it comes to exam time, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll do any, whatever it takes. 
Yeah, yeah. Once we get into the second exam, he won't have anyone like Denkin to, I guess, obey, quote unquote, or, you know, because <laughs> he'll yeah. be on his own. Yeah. So he could be scary. Is that all on him? Yep. Then a little bit on Land. Uh, his name means land or, or country in in German. And that's really all I had noted down for him. I, I can't think of how that has anything to do with his illusion magic. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, or yeah, or clone magic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's keeping his real body safe. He seems a very cautious person. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny how he straights up call Ibel dumb you know yeah it's like i don't i don't like dumb people like you (laughs) (laughs) jeez dang well uh the last character that i have notes for and it's again just a name meaning thing is for uh sharf or sharf his name means sharp and you know he creates sharp objects with his magic so oh that that guy sense yeah but that's all of the characters i i had notes for um if there's anything else you or any other character uh, you want to talk about then go for it uh, just one last thing, one last like group. There's uh, a group that I found very funny in the kind of couple panels they were, or a few panels they in the seventeenth party. They actually made it through the exam. Um, yeah. They, they, one was like a bald guy. Right. One, I think another one had a mustache or something like that. And then there was just like this girl who was really like bossing them around. I just thought they yeah. were the funniest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> She didn't do anything herself. She was just giving them orders. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny, yeah. And they're still with her after the <laughs> exam. Like they both they all got the letter at the same place. Right. So you're I, right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> did they just like become good friends uh, somehow in the exams? Yeah. Do they know each other beforehand? How do they get in the same group? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that, that is funny, because it was the same thing, Ken. I mean, obviously, Freerin hung out with both of her teammates outside of the exam, and yeah. so did the 13th party with Denkin and the others. Um, right. So, I guess being getting through that exam may bring people closer, in a sense. Uh, that's true. We also saw Virbal and Sharf uh, together, you know, when they took down the... The monster, or well, actually, they probably didn't do it at all. I think, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I think Stark did the whole Stark, did, did yeah. all of it, but but yeah, like a lot of the party members did stick together after the exam. That's true. But yeah, moving on to the next little uh, well ending part, and actually, before we get into the predictions here, there were actually some names of some creatures that I wanted to go over um, uh, for what they mean. Obviously, we have the Stille, the little bird. It means means uh silence or uh-huh. kind of ca- calmness kind of okay uh, kind of like that and i think that makes sense since it's you know it's difficult to detect and uh, mm-hmm. i guess in that sense it's quiet or whatever sort of like that then there was the the monster birds the geisel which means hostage which i oh. think also makes sense with how they how they or not, not exactly hostage but how they create these traps by like putting these uh, um, dead bodies that yeah. they'll notice if somebody touches or, or moves. Yeah, that's so, a, yeah. sort of hostage. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it was that lion pig that was called a fresser or fressa, I think, or something like that in German. And this one was interesting because, if I remember correctly, the German word for to eat, like the, the verb eat, uh, is essen. 
However, it's different if, if you're talking about a an animal eating. It's different because SN is only used if if um, if it's an if, if if it's a human eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if an if it's an animal that's eating, it's fressen. Mm. So they kind of they kind of differentiate a human from an animal eating and have different words for that. Interesting. Uh, and so a fresser is an eater, but specifically an animal. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Can I point out a, a just a a typo real quick? Or oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Help, help me. Maybe you understand better than I do. So it was when. Richter, Richter, however it's supposed to be pronounced, he says, mm. uh, he mentions um, Sidie, how sh- she was the one that founded the academy, but it was weird and funny, so I just wanted, is this a typo, or is it supposed to be like this? So he says, the great mage Sidie, who suddenly ascended the center stage of history more than half a century ago, founded of the Continental Magic Association to reign over humanity's mages. Oh. Does, it, does that sound right to you? Oh, it should be founder of the, right? Either founder of the, or founded the continent. Take the of out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Either you, yeah, right, right. There could be two fixes there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. You're right. I didn't actually think about that when I read this. <laughs> well, yeah, I it, kind of, again, I kind of felt like I I was misreading it, so I, I kind of read it a few times. Like, no, I feel like <laughs> there's something wrong um, here. So, right. I think yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somehow it is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to make fun of the translators for... And, yeah, and, I mean, and, honestly, they haven't been amazing for the Freerun localization, sadly. Um, in, 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 the, in terms of typos, at least. Yeah. It's, it's been, in most of the books, I feel there's been at least something. It's, it's a bit of a shame. This one was not too bad, though. Uh, no, I think... Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually notice anything, and you, and you, you noticed that one thing. Uh, so yeah, it was it was fine. <laughs> but let's move on to predictions. I'm quite sure that both Freerun and Fern will pass the second exam. I'm not so sure that both will pass the final, like ultimately. But I'm pretty sure that at least this this next this thing that's next up, I think they'll both pass. And I'm also pretty sure that um, like other like the other prominent characters that we get to know in this book will pass as well. Like, I'd say Übel, Denken, Lavine, Kane, and Virbel are the safest, probably. Just because of how much kind of focus they got in this book. I think it makes sense to continue following them into the third exam. Um, I'm hoping for Laufen and Ere to make it too, although I'm not as sure about them, I guess. You know what I think? What do you think? I think either only Frieden gets past the second exam, or Frieden and Fern gets past the second exam. I I really think they're going to go that far oh. because, as as we said, since uh, whatever you're supposed to say it, she's never passed anybody. True. So for all of a sudden I mean, to yeah. have like five or six or however many to, to get past her thing would seem a little strange. I mean, I, I, I accept Fair. it and be fine, but, but right, it doesn't right. seem like that would be the case unless... Frieden cracks the code and tells everybody kind of kind of a thing. Right. I mean, it could, could be something like that, like yeah. helping people out. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that is a good point. Although I, I will kind of say the opposite then, that 
or well, I think you said that if only one of them passes, then it's free. And I'll say if only one of them passes, it'll be Fern. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I just think that that'll, that that would be more interesting. That would be fun. And yeah. I think ultimately, like for the exam itself, like the entire thing, mm -hmm. I think that's a decent possibility that Fern will pass and Freerun will not. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess it's possible that 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 um, I guess one of them. Uh, not passing may happen as early as the second exam, but I just would have expected them both to make it to the final exam. But I mean, we'll see, I guess. I think it'd just be interesting to see, you know, you get passes, like everyone drops in the second exam except for one or two people, and then you get the third exam. Mm. You know, what what exactly is going to be the, the ultimate test? Um, right. Yeah, it should be. Could could be pretty... Uh, drastic but but i mean i think there's a panel in the manga where you see the three examiners oh was there yeah or at least it was like a, it was like a artistic way of showing them so it's when a richter is talking about sedier and you know the the association everything there's mm -hmm. a panel where you see People are simple-minded creatures. All, all of the, all of that leads the first-class mages to become a bunch of inhuman monsters. And so you right. see the guy who did the first exam, the girl who's doing the second exam, and then I think that oh. third person is going to be the, the third examiner. Oh, I didn't connect that they were. I mean, you can't see their faces very well. Are they actually the, them? I, I think it's pretty safe to say that that's them. Oh, I mean, yeah, they may be. I hadn't thought about it, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good catch, if that's true. Because the first guy is wearing the 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 white, I don't know what you call it, Askoff, or the the white apron thing, or napkin on mm. his neck. Um, <laughs> right, right. And then the girl has the long, incredibly long blonde hair, or white hair, whatever, that matches her description. Mm. So I think this right. whoever yeah. the third person is, it's this guy with glasses. So is this a guy who... I don't know what what is his deal going to be. Um, right. Is he going to be vicious? Is he going to be uh, understand? I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I I had a thought that like or well before you pointed this out, I had a thought that what if what if Syria would design the final exam? But um, I guess that could have been interesting. But this seems more likely now. I think. I still think that'd be interesting though. I would I would mm. really like that. And I think that would kind of lend it to Freiren being the one to get to the third exam instead of Fern. Or both. Um, or both. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But if it's not Sedier, then if just Fern going there, I think that makes that makes sense too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be, I think, yeah, I, I think I mentioned it last time as well, the idea of Fern passing and Freiren yes, doesn't. Yes, did. Um, and I think... I think it would still be su such a fun kind of continuation, I guess, to their dynamic that we've already seen in the in several of the pr previous books, in how Fern really takes care of Freeren, <laughs> and I think if she point. would have a like if if she would be a like technically a class better than or several classes or whatever better than Freeren, then yeah, it would kind of just add add to that a little bit, I think. Yeah, fair point. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I think that this. Uh, next volume will still be the exam i think they'll fit both exams in there because i think right. i'm thinking the 
the with less characters to deal with and potentially them dropping out like flies for whatever reason at least if what i'm predicting is true then mm. yeah i think it'll be like only like about half the volume and then maybe uh, a few chat a few more chapters for whatever the third exam will be right yeah i think that makes sense if we're looking at like what the series has been like as a whole i think it makes sense to squeeze both um of the remaining exams into one volume uh-huh. however looking at this one we may have a volume for each part so uh, i i really do think both make sense and i do think it's very likely that it'll just be both of them in the next volume but i'm gonna say if i'm, if I'm gonna say one thing i'm gonna say it'll be one volume per exam okay uh, i'm down just, with that well and, and I, that's also me wanting to say something different from what you said also <laughs> <laughs> you contrarian it's it's more make, makes it more exciting <laughs> yeah it's true it's true <laughs> but yeah yeah it's going to be very fun to see what what this new exam or this second exam is going to be like just because I, I i don't really know what to expect since we know it's it's a brutal exam supposedly based on what her what she's designed before but also she is supposedly less well it's it supposedly will be less deadly than this one was yeah yeah so it's interesting in that way yeah i actually don't think really anybody's gonna die um from the from the people yeah. that were introduced i just think that she's gonna fail a lot of people for whatever reason right exactly it's probably something like that i think yeah super exciting Watch they all pass the second exam. Gosh dang it. <laughs> I was so confident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it makes sense to follow these characters a little bit longer, though. Fair uh, although, to be fair, if if the if the second exam is is like a majority of the next book or like all of the next book almost. Right. Then then we would still get to see them for an entire book. Exactly. So, so you're right. Yeah, it could still be that only a few, very few pass. So maybe I should change my predictions too. <laughs> exam two is the entire next. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But yeah. No. It, it's it's fun. It's very exciting. I, I'm very excited for for volume six. Uh. But is that it for predictions? Yeah. Sweet. Uh. Yeah. I mean, again, I'll say this. This volume did in, increase my overall opinion of of this series, and it's really, it it it's one of uh one of the masterpieces that I read, in my opinion. Well, wow. to me, right now. Yeah. It's it's just so so fun, so good, so thought provoking and emotional. I yeah, it's got it's got a bunch of stuff that I really, really like. It's really unique as well. Um Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoy the fact that it's not an isekai, you know, it's it's not <laughs> someone who's transported into a mythical world. It's everyone's just living in this their their universe they're not from somewhere else and i i appreciate yeah. that kind of a <laughs> breath of fresh air a, a a new perspective on on the whole thing and, and not just one that's uh from this world but one that's lived a very long time that's also a really fresh um take yeah. as well totally and and it's 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 portrayed so interestingly as well ever yeah. since the first volume it's been so interesting to follow freerin and to like to slowly understand her better kind of for each volume it's yeah it's so so well done so well done and and again like yeah obviously we talk about the writing a lot 
since we talk about the characters that have been written, but the art as well, as I mentioned at the beginning, I absolutely love the character designs oh, yeah. and, and the attention good. to detail in general. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but both both uh, Yamada and Abe are really, really on top of it with this one. And so cool, because both of them are, like, they haven't really done much in the past. I think uh, Abe, who does the art, I think this is his first manga ever. And Yamada, who, who writes this one, I think has only done maybe two small projects prior to this. So they're really not very established, but it really seems like this this uh, manga is, uh, well, they're, they're making a name for themselves with this one. When's the anime coming? <laughs> exactly! <what? laughs> every, every time I read one of these books, I wonder. I, I, I wish for it. But yeah, <laughs> I think that's all for this week, though, perhaps. Yeah. Sweet. Very well. So if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. And it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you liked this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 6. Bye-bye! See you later! Sorry, I hit the mic. <laughs> ah, oh. You know, I I think that's a very dang it. Okay, let me. I keep hitting the mic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay.